Hey everybody, welcome back to the Yona Pod. It is I, Evan, here to dive into Yona for the first time as a manga, just the manga now that we're done with the anime, sadly. Tragically. Tragically. And that is my lovely co-host. It's me. I'm Alex. I have read and, well, now we've both seen everything, um, but I've read everything. I'm up to date. Waiting for the next chapter to come out in November. It is October 22nd, so we're waiting for 216, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So yes, we've got the know-it-all who gets to watch me stumble in the dark as far as where the story is going. I know. Explaining, uh, um, saying that I'm a know-it-all is correct. I'm very sorry. No, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I meant it <laughs> as far as you are knowledgeable. But I don't know how you phrase that in a way that's not condescending. But <laughs> no, she is our big brain Yona, Yona co-host. And I am, no thoughts, head empty, just barreling through the story against my... What's Instinct. the word I'm looking for? Yes. To look up spoilers. spoilers, yeah. Yes. Well, that's how I did it the first time. I just kind of barreled through, and I'm like, oh, shit, I actually have to think about this stuff now. So, <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. So this is our first time not having an anime episode now that we've finished the anime. Before we get into that, huge thank you to Ashley from Shoujo and Tell podcast who was our guest last week, dealt with our huge technical issues. We had the, every podcaster goes through it, honestly, but when you get mostly through a recording and find out, you know, shit, nothing recorded. So Ashley took it like a champ. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, I do want to say, okay, so I was editing last week and I couldn't figure out whether I should put it in there or now. But there's a part where we're talking about the sword and shield and you guys are talking about how you think it or you thought it was Hawk and Yoon. And I was like, I think it's Hawk and Suwan. And you were like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. And I like that. But here's what I was thinking. And I was like, yeah, totally. I wasn't trying to like show off and be like, well, I think something different. I was bringing it up because in the like lost bit um that didn't record i was mentioning it only because my theory uh relies on the fact that they refuse to work together and so like hawk and yoon already have a really good relationship so there's no reason why it shouldn't like present already so i feel Mm -hmm. like there's something more to it than that and that's why that's why it's staying hidden. So that was my theory. And also why that section is kind of awkward. I wasn't trying to be like, well, look at me, I'm different. (laughs) I would like to clarify. I don't think anybody thought that of you. I thought that, but thank you. (laughs) Yeah. You always come off way better than you think. You're very kind. Can I have a moment before we get into chapter 41? Oh, yes. Because I have to tell you about an erotica book that I read this week. Oh, Lord. Yes. Okay. So sometimes I like to read erotica. It is 
usually very funny. The the dirty talk is just delightful. Like the people who write erotica, like sex scenes in general and erotica especially is like super fucking hard to write. So I like kudos to these people and they're doing incredible work. And this book was actually very good. It was very well written. Silly in the way normally erotica is, but that's just like the nature of things. I feel like dirty talk is silly unless you're like in it and you find it hot because there's like you know you I've seen like memes on Twitter where it's like when you look back on dirty texts that you've sent and it's the the image from uh, Black Swan where Natalie Portman is erasing horror off of her, uh, her, her. <laughs> so like I feel like it's that sort of thing unless you find it like really hot and you're into it like it's gonna be a little silly but that's totally fine but this book is called Alpha by Jacinda Wilder. And I wanted to mention it because, okay, so spoilers. So like skip ahead 30 seconds if you actually really want to read this book for whatever reason. But so she, the basic lot is that there's this girl in college who uh, is in incredible debt. Her dad just died and she like owes, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever. And so she gets like a letter in the mail and it's like, I can take away your debt if you uh, agree to come home with me and be like my live with me and be my personal like plaything basically. And so she's like, all right, I guess. I mean, my back is kind of to the wall, so let's do this. She agrees to it. And it's really like a weird situation because she gets like blindfolded and he won't let her take off the blindfold because it's part of their thing where he's like, I need you to trust me completely before we get into this. And I want you to like want to be in this. And um, then when she takes off the blindfold, of course, he's super fucking handsome and he's like 10 years older, but it's totally fine because he's super hot. And so they have this thing and it's erotic and they like have sex and she's into it. And by the end of it, she's super in love with him. And then she finds out out that he's the one who killed her father what <laughs> and so he feels kind of bad about it because he's like it was an accident and it was self-defense but I'm still the one that killed your dad and so she's like what the fuck because now she's in love with him and she's like I know he's a good guy but also he did kill my dad so it's a little weird and then I was laughing about this and I was like I gotta tell Evangelita because that's such a like balls to the wall crazy ending I don't and know what I expected but it wasn't that <laughs> me either I was like what is gonna be the thing that ends this because you know it was going along the same way that like 50 shades of gray goes along where they're in this like dom sub relationship and it's going along fine and then the thing that like breaks them in the first book is that he like spanks her and she freaks out about it and they break up and I'm like okay so how's he gonna push the line I was not expecting what actually happened but the reason that I wanted, I was like, wait, I gotta wait for the podcast because it is exactly like Yona and Suwon. <laughs> <laughs> if they had like actually gotten married, <laughs> but she didn't know at first that he was the one who killed her father. Okay. Al what what's the what's the name of the book again? Alpha. It was Alpha by Jacinda Wilder. Okay, Alex is sitting here writing an alpha AU uh, for Suwon and Yona. Actually, there is there is sort of one. There's a fan fiction out there. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but I did read it where she like saw Suwon kill her dad, but he didn't see her. So she like 
hides and pretends she didn't see it and then they get married anyway and so she's like can I be with this person and she like I think she does it to um like protect herself basically so I don't remember I don't remember how this one ends but I think it ends with it's like straight Yona and Suan and they are together and she like has to grapple with the fact that she knows that he did something horrible, but also she still kind of loves him somewhere inside. So like, it's a little angsty. I don't really like Yona and Suwon as we've established. So I just kind of skimmed it and I was like, okay, that was that. But like, so that's, so that's not going to make your fic wrecks at the bottom of this episode. Uh, <laughs> based on the fact that I don't remember the title or the author or very much about it. No. <laughs> that's fair although honestly it's very i don't know what it is but it's very rare that i actually remember titles of mm. and uh, of fix I, and then it's super inconvenient later if i'm trying to find it i mean i yeah. bookmark the ones that i love most of the time and, and so i'm trying to get better about like actually memorizing titles yeah you know what's really upsetting is I was going through my bookmarks to try and find ones that I liked to do Ficrex later at the end of this episode. But I know there was one that I really enjoyed that was Xeno-centric, and I don't think I bookmarked it. Oh, that's the worst. I hate that when that happens. And you're like, or sometimes I'll be like, I, I, I'll, I'll, for some reason, like, it just takes me a while. Like, sometimes I have to read twice to, like, really enjoy it. And the first time I'd be like, oh, this was all right. And then I'll be thinking about it later and be like, I want to read that again and discover that apparently I just didn't like it enough the first time. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, God. And then I'm, like, frantically going through my history, which takes forever because I go through a lot of fanfic. <laughs> so, yeah. God. The struggles. The struggles. All right, but I guess we should get into it so that we can get to fan fiction later, because I'm really excited. Yes, so we are dialing back. We're rewinding a little bit to pre-meeting Zeno, who, I don't know, is probably off somewhere telling somebody that he baked them a cookie, but he eated it. I was going to ask if you were excited that we this is like our last hurrah before we have Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, upsetting. Uh, upsetting. Yeah. If you listen to the last episode, Ashley and I are not big fans of our final dragon just yet. He gives me he he gives me 15-year-old Evan, I'm so quirky and random vibes and I do not like. Uh but that's okay cuz he is not in this chapter. This is the chapter uh, before that chapter that we skipped ahead because the anime also just skipped it because it's just a bizarre little interlude. That never comes up again. It has yeah. no bearing on the rest of the story. Yep. <laughs> and that would be chapter 41, Dragon, Human, or Bow. Although, fun fact, this does have a drama CD, which I'm not super certain what drama cds are but my understanding of them is that they are basically audiobooks for certain chapters of manga that didn't get animated oh okay but still get like um voice actors to voice them okay so some very lovely people on youtube will put the drama cd over um the manga panels in English so that you can like hear the voice actors and then like read along with them and see what they're saying. Gotcha. Just delightful. And that this is, is one delightful. of them. 
Do I at least get my Ian Sinclair again? Because I made that joke last week about how I'm going to go from Ian Sinclair ate this shit up to Ian Sinclair would eat that shit up. And that is, in fact, a note that is on here. <laughs> a lot of fun Gija content here. There's a lot of fun Gija content. But no, sadly, drama CDs are only uh, Japanese specific. Uh, gotcha. Um, uh, so... Dragon, human, or both is chapter 41. Now that I say that out loud, does this title make sense to you? Nope. (laughs) No. What does that have to do with this? Yeah, dragon, human, or both. Like, is it a dragon or human thing? I don't... But that's not a question that comes up in the... It's not a question, and it... Well, I was going to say it is, but, like... Yona doesn't drink it, so I guess yeah. we don't know. Yeah, only the dragons are affected. <laughs> but, I mean, she didn't try it, so, like, it's not like we know for certain. Oh, yeah. I guess neither did Hawk or Yoon. It's just, like, <laughs> she <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is the best part of this, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So, back to the opening art, which makes me very nervous, because it's Yona and Yoon precariously close to the edge of a cliff, and Yoon is asleep. He could roll off at any second, and it makes me very nervous. <laughs> anyway, Kuznagi basically says it in a side panel, but this is essentially a filler episode, and it's Gija-centric, as we said. So I was going to ask you if you were excited, but, like, clearly you are. Yes. So, this chapter, uh, Yuna's buying stuff in town and finds a legendary scale of the white dragon. So Yuna's like, yeah, of course, let's bring this back to camp. And, <laughs> and everybody immediately starts running, uh, roasting Gisha for it because it's a day that ends in Y. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say back up before getting into the story. There's just like a quick little panel of Yoon angrily bandaging a pirate, which I loved. <laughs> I loved still that that was his conflict the entire time that they remained in Awa was just everybody wanted to party. And he was like, no, you guys need medical intervention. <laughs> Glad that carried over. And he, <laughs> and he did it very angrily while everybody around him is super happy and partying. Yeah, like the guy's just like happily conversing with Hawk and he's just sitting there wrapping his head. <laughs> At least he's a consistent boy. Yeah, Consistently yes. angry. <laughs> right, so everyone's roasting Gija. Also, during the beginning part, I would just like to point out that Hawk is doing the laundry, which he said in the last chapter, which is like two episodes ago for us, I think that Yona would need to find a man willing to do the washing while she hunted. So I just want to yeah. say that Hawk not being subtle at all. Yeah, we get more of that later even. So another consistent boy. Another consistent boy. And he's a good boy. Ugh. Hawk is healthy. He does a couple things that are a little uh, not great in the beginning, but overall, <laughs> he's a very healthy boy. Anyway, Hawk thinks that uh, Geisha is selling his scales, which is a very Hawk conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> and Jiha says, what does it do? Render the owner uptight? Give them a giant hand? <laughs> <laughs> That was a very good question. I enjoy that everybody everybody has Geisha's number like on the money. And he's like, stop it. (laughs) 
so then Yoon actually tells him that they're all wrong. And he says it's supposed to spark love, which just like makes everybody lose it. Yes. And there is a little like love fairy or like Cupid Gija illustration, like little chibi love fairy Gija, which sent me like, God, I want that in sticker form. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Little chibi Gisha with his heart wand. Like, love that shit. And his ginormous hand. Uh, (laughs) Which used to freak you out, but now you want it in sticker form. All right. Well, it's not as freaky in chibi form. It's just really funny. Sure. So then they find out that it is a love potion, and Jiha stops laughing because it's serious business. He's like, all right, we got a love potion. Let's do this. Which brings me to the most uncomfortable part of this, which is the dubcon nature of sex pollen. Yes, and I a, a common trope in fanfic, just any sort of like love potion thing. And so I, I, I had to agree with Yoon when he tells Jiha that wanting to use the love potion is ugly. I think he specifically said like it's an ugly part of your personality, <laughs> but uh, that you want to yeah. use this. And I was like, yeah. That's exactly what it is. No, 100%. I did laugh, though, when they're trying to read. They they essentially read Yelp reviews on this product. There is a review from an anonymous age 18. (laughs) (laughs) That did also make me laugh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I I went looking for this on TV Tropes, actually, because I was like, wait a minute. Does Sex Woman actually exist on TV Tropes? It doesn't. It is a popular trope in fan fiction, but uh, the closest I could find on TV tropes was mate or die, but they don't actually, they're not in danger of dying if they don't, you know, fuck. So apparently sex pollen is not real, but also nothing on TV tropes is real. (laughs) So I feel like there has to be an aphrodisiac trope. I'm sure there is. See, okay. So when I was looking this up, I looked up tv tropes on my phone and i didn't care to figure out how to control f on my phone so i just gave up (laughs) that's the real answer (laughs) okay so love potion love spell so i think it's just that okay i mean i guess i guess love potion they don't necessarily say it's for sex but I mean, it's it's heavily implied. Although I think Jiha says that he wants to hug Yona, use it to hug Yona, which, again, I think it's just because it's it's supposed to be for young women, but, like, uh-huh. I think we all know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, so as a side note, speaking of last week and speaking of Ashley, she mentioned the theory that Jiha's village kept him chained so that they could harvest his scales to sell. And I, you didn't understand that because, like, we haven't read this chapter yet. But I, that's, like, uh, not what's happening because this is literally never brought up again. And also, at the end, I think they mentioned that, like, she, the, Gija's grandma only harvested it so that he can make, she could make a love potion to make him, like, procreate the next white dragon. So, like, there's no reason for them to sell this. And also, they're not selling it because the the woman selling them gave it away to Yoon for the rice. So it's not like this is a good business model anyway. (laughs) So... I love where her her head is at, but like that's that's not what's happening. This is just yeah, like a yeah. really weird interlude. <laughs> so context for last week. Anyway, 
Jihad can't convince anyone else to debase themselves, so he gives the scale a lick and immediately is into Keisha. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, is this where the Keisha Jihad shippers came from? Because I think you said they're a popular pairing. They are a popular pairing. Maybe. I mean, this is like the most flirty they ever get. So I think probably. Yeah. But again, I'm not really into them. So yeah. I don't know much about it. Yeah. I will say the, the panel of, because he sort of falls into Gija's arms. And the panel of him just in Gija's arms looking up at him fuckstruck was really funny. <laughs> see i was gonna point out when he falls on Gija and his head is like on Gija's shoulder and Gija's looking back like one Gija looks great he looks beautiful there and two Jiha's head is on his shoulder which is a lover thing which is a running thing that i keep pointing out because uh, i'm furthering my on agenda <laughs> so right after that G- Geisha says it's too late to save Jiha, and Yoon says, "Oh, that's nothing new." Yeah, he <laughs>, laughs so hard. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, he falls in love with the first person he sees," and you're like, "That's just that's just our boy." Like, I read that differently. I thought it was like Jiha's beyond saving, like just in general. And Yoon is like, "Yeah, his soul was lost long ago." <laughs> And I also like your opinion where it's just like Jiha falls in love with everything that moves. So it's oh, no, oh, I don't think it's an opinion though. Like the, there's literally a, a bubble though that says uh, he falls in love with anybody he meets. Did we read different scans? We might've read different scans. That's really interesting. That's or interesting. I might've just not been paying attention. Uh, is this in, no, it's in the volume before eight. So I don't have it. Because old volumes of Yona are still not in reprint. Maybe I'm just not paying attention. That does happen. (laughs) I've got the episode pulled up. Am I going to be proven wrong? I hope so. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Well, you were just like, I love your opinion. So I immediately was like, no. (laughs) You can have that theory, but it's actually supported by the text. Yeah, units too late to save Jiha. And then underneath, he's taking notes that say, subject instantly falls in love with the first person he sees after ingesting the substance. And then the big bubble, oh, that's nothing new. No, I still think that's just your reading of it, because I think he's saying his soul is beyond saving as he's making scientific notes about it. I'm still reading it the way that I'm reading it. Gotcha. Okay, but also you're right. I thought that came later. All right, so we're both right and valid. We just have a difference of opinion. But also, maybe we can both agree that Hawk not paying any attention because it doesn't involve Yona. Is yeah, it's, it literally says, like, he doesn't give a shit because as long as he's not making eyes at Yona, like, who cares? Like, not after my girl? Cool. Y'all deal with that on your own. (laughs) Go get your rocks off in the woods. Love is love. It's fine. So, also also speaking of uh, Yoon taking notes, I love that the entire chapter, he just disinterestedly takes notes about what's happening and is not worried at all about Jiha ingesting an unknown substance. (laughs) 
was just like, this is a good time for scientific study. Yes. <laughs> so good. So the effects wear off pretty quickly, and he, uh, Jihad, gets the galaxy brain idea to dissolve it into water and make it like a tea with it. Yeah, which is good. It didn't last long because if you look at the panel right next to the note taking, I mean, he is like literally got Gija pinned down with his face like in the crook of his neck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dubious consent, our old friend. Yeah. This yeah. is really necessary with the love potions and sex and then really dubious consent comes when he decides to force it on Yona. Yeah, <laughs> I really not, fucked up. Not great. But Karma has a kiss for him because he trips and it falls on Sheena and Owl. <laughs> the best reaction of the entire chapter. Uh, this was also, by the way, when I had my I miss Ian Sinclair note because while Jiha is running to find Yona. G- Agija uh, yells, strike him down! <laughs> <laughs> that is such a weird way to phrase that. Yeah. Would <laughs> kill it! Uh, what could have been? A tragedy. A real tragedy. But yeah. Right, right back though. Al and Sheena. Which also would have been great to see in the anime. It's so funny. Yes, it would have been so good to see it. I mean, like, Shino doesn't really have lines. He has one line later, which also made me really, like, burst out laughing. But (laughs) right now, Jiha just says he doesn't come any closer or back off. He just maintains the same distance. It's creepy. And the squirrel has no respect for personal space. Is it a tally? Sheena, congratulations. And Sheena replies, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The funniest funniest panel of this entire chapter for me. I will say, uh, the squirrel has no respect for personal space is a tick on Ashley's demon squirrel uh, (laughs) list. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if she's terrified of this chapter. Should have asked her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sheena. I love Sheena just like literally being behind a tree. While Gia's explaining all this, like my dude pulled a full Derek Hale silent stalker, which if y'all don't know Derek Hale, he is a creeper character in Teen Wolf, we found out that the overlap between Yona fans and Teen Wolf is at least one person bigger than the two of us. So maybe there are more of you out there. But Derek is another light of Alex's life. Yeah, my boy. He's my icon on Tumblr. I love yeah. him so much. But yeah, I also <laughs> really like the Blue Dragons. Oh, there you go. Those awkward, silent, accidentally creepy boys. God, light of my life. So yeah, I love that he's just like half behind a tree and he's like, I will love him from afar. And she's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and so untru- true with their personalities too, because like Jisha, G- or Jiha took it and was immediately like pressing the issue. And Sheena is just like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still very much in my lane. 
Exactly. And then Al is just at one point literally on his face. <laughs> and then after that, just like lovingly splayed out on his shoulder. Al doesn't really change, to be honest. Like she's a little yeah. more clingy than normal, but Al's very loving. Yeah. I love Al. But also she's terrifying. Yeah, so then <laughs> also incredibly funny is at the very end when she now wakes up from the potion and he's just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even Al just like stops mid pookie and just goes like, pew? With <laughs> a question mark. <laughs> so good. Ugh, this chapter is fucking bonkers. So. There is a tiny bit left that Jiha must abandon to run from Sheena. Jiha finds it and comes on to Yona. And the next day, he is obviously mortified and begs for forgiveness. And she tells him it wasn't his fault and that he did make her heart flutter. And then we get a little good Hakiona stuff um, yeah. where she goes, It's the first time a man's tried to seduce me so passionately. And Hawk says, <laughs> Hawk asks if he should seduce her passionately. And she tells him to do that with someone he loves. And he goes, Fine, I will. <laughs> Just kind of looks away with a knowing smile. And once again, we, the readers, are like, Oh, this poor bastard. Sweet, oblivious Yona. Do you think it's a knowing smile? Because I think it's kind of. I mean, I read it as embarrassed, and he was like, God, she really doesn't fucking get it, does she? <laughs> I just kind of, maybe not such knowing, and what's the word I'm looking for? Resigned? Resigned, yes. Yeah, okay, that we agree on, yes. It feels like he is very resigned. He's like, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Dude yes. is down so bad. So bad. Uh, I did. There was also a weird moment of intensity when Gija was falling over Yona as well, because he, he has this monologue about envying whenever Yona calls out Hawk's name. And I'm like, is this just the potion? Or because he, he mentions because that hasn't really happened since the potion ingestion. So I'm just like, does he always have this feeling? Wait. Uh, her calling out Hawk's name hasn't happened, or no, it has happened. But I'm saying the way he phrases it in terms of whenever you do this, as in like he's thought about it before. Period. Gotcha. No, I think he has. I don't know that it's conscious though, because I think he has this weird unconscious. And I mean, it's not weird, but he has this unconscious crush on her because he mentions yeah. it. Before and he mentions it a couple times throughout this year series he's like what is this feeling that i'm feeling like my heart feels kind of weird whenever she talks to another guy and gets a little flirty gotcha yeah this is like the first time i've noticed that for i him. think it's happened at least once but yeah it doesn't it hasn't happened much yet yeah i know like like we've described it before as like puppy love mm -hmm. but I, you know it was more just like and he even had that at the beginning when jiha was like you know we should try this on yona and he was very offended because he is very much coming from this place of like we are unworthy she is our master those are impure thoughts to be having about her like Right. So yeah, so this is like the first time I was like, oh, okay. So he, he really has just like buried deep this actual crush crush on her. Yeah. And it's not just like a hero worship thing. Well, so okay, so my reading and my theory on Gija and why I don't really count him as like a love rival. So in my opinion, and not to get like too spoilery, I don't think my only real opinion is that like 
Hawk is the main love interest and Jiha is the only real like love rival possibility. Um, I don't really count Suwon because I don't think he's ever seen Yona in a romantic light and I don't think he ever will. And I don't think Gija does, but I think he has like a weird crush that he's confused by. Because there is that aspect of like he he has to love her as a master and I think he likes her as like sort of a girl, but also I'm not certain that he... I don't know that it's conscious, which I guess crushes don't have to be. I don't know. He's just a really weird and specific, like, interesting case. I kind of forget that he does have a crush on her, but I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think he ever really I mean, realizes it. So I don't hmm. count him as a love rival because I don't think well, he, will, he doesn't have, he doesn't to, have to act on it. He doesn't have to be a love rival, though, to have a crush on her. Like, um... Mel, yeah. Mel, like Melvin and Sailor Moon, or whatever I can right, never, right. Yeah, but I feel so like I he knows he has a crush on Serena, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Gija knows that he has a crush on Yona. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was like at the beginning of this, I was like, this was my first time as the reader being like, oh, he has a crush on, like an actual crush on her, and he's realizing okay. it too. Okay. I don't know that he's realizing it, though. I feel like he's still confused by it. Or at the very least that the, the feelings came out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are hints of it. And I guess it doesn't matter. Like, he can't have a crush on her, but also, like, bury it deep down. I know that he does. But that's why I count it as puppy love. Because it's, like, a harmless crush that you will never act on, I feel like, is not, like, a real thing. It's sort of like, oh, I'll, I'll love you from afar. It's, like, chivalric love sort of situation. Whereas, like, he will never act on it. So I just sort of forget it happens. But yeah. I guess he does have sort of... He has complicated love feelings for her. I don't know if any of this is making sense. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm still gonna. I'm like Ashley. I'm going to put him under the uh, has feelings for Yona category. I don't think it matters whether or not he acts on them. Sure, fine. I like to deny this. I don't think of it as a harem, but yeah, he sort of. I guess he counts. Fine, whatever. Okay. Anyway, that's it. They find out that uh, um, the the woman selling it was selling it because uh, Gijo's granny gave it away because she couldn't use it in a potion because Gijo left before she could make the potion. So that's it. They decided they were going to get money out of it, but then the woman gave it away anyway to Yoon with some rice. So like their business model didn't make any fucking sense. And the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> After so wild. So wild. And I did love Gija, as usual, being dramatic. He wanted um he wanted Yona to take his life in atonement for his inappropriate advances, which just <laughs> included wanting to hug her. Yeah. And then I, I love that like... he Go ahead. I was gonna say, and then we have a tiny identity crisis from him as well, where he was just kinda like Oh, eventually she is going to find somebody. I don't really like that. And then whatever, it's fun. It's it's done. <laughs> like, 
works then we have the where it came from and so and then like you you said before it's like this is never plot relevant again so just whatever crisis he just had doesn't even matter it's just so <laughs> wild well okay so i wouldn't say that but the selling scales never comes up again okay which is also wild to me because that you would think that it would come back as um what do you call it there, there's a tv trope for this too where you, it's not a macguffin it's like that item that becomes chekhov's gun i think it is okay which is when like an item is introduced earlier in the story that later like saves the day right. and comes back randomly at the end so like Reading this, I would assume, like, oh, they're going to have to harness this scale later. I don't know what they would need a love potion for, which even Hawk asked because Yoon was mad because he's like, I wanted to analyze it so we could <laughs> use in battle. And Hawk is like, what kind of battle are you imagining? Like, <laughs> Hawk is the perfect character. Yeah. I love my boy. <laughs> But at the very least, like, that idea was thrown out there. It's like, okay, yeah. this is something they can have in their arsenal in the future. But nope. Okay, see, I was expecting them to use it as, like, a way to make money quick. So they could go into town and be like, hey, we will give you these dragon skills that you would totally sell. <laughs> and that's how they would be able to buy and, like, barter for food and clothes and things. No. But again, no, <laughs> no. It, Sorry it's, to it's, like spoil it. I mean, me maybe. I mean, the, the series isn't done, so maybe they'll do that it. would uh, be insane. Is if like <laughs> in the penultimate hour, the dragon scale comes back? <laughs> yeah, that would be insane. I don't think that will happen. But I don't uh, think so either. <laughs> Big brained if you did <laughs> if if she, if that were to happen, I I don't even know how I would react. Honestly, it would just be so insane. <laughs> oh, um, I did. Uh, for some reason, I came across something mentioning a Hakiona Dojinshi, which is like fan made comics, and I was okay. like, cool. Let's see if there are any good ones out there. And I read one where married Hakiona. Uh, get a gift of um, Gija's dragon scale from him and they they like make a tea out of it and then like have an insane buck fest <laughs> and, and at the end of it Yona's like I can never do that again I'm like so ashamed of the way that I acted and Hawk was like I mean I thought it was fine <laughs> so it did come back in a Jinji. right on all right, so that's uh that's it for the chapter. It was a pretty short one this week. Do you have any any final thoughts on the chapter we didn't get to? Nope. I think that is all of them. Very good. Okay, so final things since we're at the end of the first arc. Uh I thought I would do birthday wrap up since we never really got to uh, a couple of the characters' birthdays. And also some fickrecs. And then maybe looking ahead to the next arc and see what you think we're going to do next. All right, so birthdays. Gija is April 6th. I think I mentioned this way back when, but just to review, he is an Aries and he is the same as Yona. Uh, Shina, 
January 3rd, he's a Capricorn. So Capricorns get along well with Tauruses and Virgos, which is important because uh, Jiha is a Taurus and Zeno is Virgo. So he like fits in very well with his Earth brothers. Um, Capricorns are self-reliant, stoic, and ambitious. He's not ambitious, but he is the other two. And then from, again, I got these all from Cosmo. Uh, the quote is, you'd want them in your corner, but maybe not at a party, which I thought was very funny and very accurate for Shina. <laughs> uh, so Capricorns tend to keep small circles, but they're loyal and supportive of their friends and loved ones, and they are shrewd and self-aware, which I think pretty much perfectly captures Shina. And then Jiha was born on May 4th, which makes him a Taurus. Tauruses are intellectual and analytical, which make them seem lazy and laid back, but they are thinking deeply about all matters. Once they've made up their mind, they stick to their conclusions, which leads to the stubborn stereotype. They're perseverant, love the finer things in life, are intensely physical creatures, aka they enjoy the pleasures of the material world. They're chill and they're expert flirts because they love attracting admiring attention. So he is that to a T. Zeno is a Virgo. Unfortunately. Which, mm, all right, we'll see what you think. So Virgos can come off as critical, but their Mercury ruler does present a lighter side to their character. That's the only part that I could pull for him, because that's all we know so far, which does fit. But also, I mean, and you're the same, you're in the same boat, because like, I don't know. Virgo is a tough one because I don't, you don't super fit the Virgo stereotype and neither does Zeno. Yeah. It's like. You do in some ways. A hundred percent you do in some ways, but like. Yeah. It's like, cause you think of, I, I think the conception of Virgo is very like type A and, you know, strict routines and very organized and I am none of those things. Right. At least and not in the traditional ways. Yeah. But Virgos are very much like analytical to the point of being frozen where they like can't act because they have to like make sure everything's perfect first. Yeah. Perfectionists. And that yes. is a problem that you have. Yes, we've so you're had very much a Virgo in that sense, but yes, we've had this discussion multiple times because Alex like broke open my psyche before I could, and I was like, "Holy shit, I do have a perfectionism problem." Yes, which as a look before you leave Leo drives me crazy because I'm like, "Why don't you just do it?" And you're like, "But I physically can't." <laughs> yes, and then I'm like, "Why do you not?" And and then it's like the reverse because it's like, "Why?" do you just do impulsive things like big decisions that shouldn't be impulsive? And so, so yeah, we just, Alex and I like to give each other heart attacks as, mm. um, as a key part of our friendship, which <laughs> remind me, remind me who the Leo was. Hawk is and, the Leo. Hawk is the Leo. Okay. So yeah. So it's like Hawk and Zeno, but do they have the typical, well, I guess, would you say they ha they have the typical dynamic? And by typical dynamic, I'm just going to base it on us. <laughs> I was going to say, even though we've already just, even though we've already said I'm not the typical Virgo in all ways, but 
Right. And I'm definitely not the not the typical Leo. And neither is yeah. Bob, to be honest. Like, we're that not very true. Big, You're like, supposed to be, like, all attention on me. Right. Definitely you are very much not. love the drama and love to be in the center of everything. And, like, mm-mm. I, and you I, are, I yeah. Yeah. But you are a cusper, right? I am a cusper. I always feel like I, this is so weird, but I was having, <laughs> I was having a conversation when I was looking for a job uh, recently with a recruiter, and she is a cusper too. But we're like on the opposite sides of the cusp, so she was like um, June, or July twenty second, and I'm July twenty third. So she was on the cusp of being a Leo, but she was actually a Cancer, and I'm a Leo on the cusp of being a Cancer. And so she always felt like she was more of a Leo, and I was like, "That's funny you say that," because I always feel more like I'm a cancer because I'm like I love to cry (laughs) (laughs) I love to be like in my emotions and not really talk to people and I'm like deeply sensitive about every fucking thing so yes I am a cusper uh which I guess does sort of matter but also astrology isn't real so who cares (laughs) (laughs) we say as we frantically look up everybody of course, of course. Wow. We do our understanding of the self. Uh, but I will say that I think I looked it up for us once, and like Leos and Virgos like really don't get along because we drive each other nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't tell you if Hawk and Zeno have a very good relationship because technically on an astrology level, they shouldn't be able to interact very well at all. Uh. So I guess we'll see. But I don't recall them ever having, like, a great relationship. They're not super close. Gotcha. So we beat the odds. (laughs) We definitely beat the odds. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's the same with, like, so our other other friend is a Taurus. So Virgos and Tauruses get along really well. But then, like, Leo is the outsider. So, like, I'm the weird outlier. But uh, apparently... Once you figure out where you guys, your like pain points and where you guys don't get along, they're super like, they mesh really well because you like have things that the other person lacks, which is what we were talking about. Where like, I leap and you think too much. So we're like good for each other in that way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. All I know is that I personally have never met a uh, Sagittarius that I didn't like. So I think I have a running theory that Leos and Sags get along incredibly well. But sadly, there are no Sagittariuses in this series. Alas. So sad. Maybe maybe we'll get an 11th hour character. That's a Sag. Maybe. Anything is possible. We keep talking like it's definitively ending. We don't know for sure. That is Alex's theory. I'm choosing to buy into it because she tends to have a pretty good grasp on story. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll go along more, but also it's, it is a little bit wishful thinking because I hope to be able to see the end of it. I don't want it to go on forever and overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. Not that it ever could. I mean, like, I'm in it forever. I don't care. But also sometimes series go on for way too long. <laughs> like, ask anybody about Naruto. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, so before we move on from this, because Zeno is a Virgo, I was like, yeah. You know, out of every character that we've met, I think I could see you as Zeno most of all. 
So, I'm sorry that you hate him so much, but he is the sort of, like, bright sunshine boy who, like, is up for a good laugh, and I like him a lot, and so... Well, I did say he reminded me of younger me, who was cringe. (laughs) And he is still a teenage boy, so there's that. He can outgrow his cringe face. The fact that you still love me after bearing the brunt of my cringe face is amazing. Okay, but also I was a teenager too, so <laughs> serious dirt on me too, because I'm yeah. also embarrassing. I tried to date a man named Holden who didn't even want me, and his name was Holden. So like you have some shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Holden, by the way. Okay, so that was uh, that was our astrology corner slash uh, psychoanalyzing corner, which is always fun. Slash psychoanalyzing, which is always very fun. I agree. Okay, so are we ready to get on to Vicrex? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm and I take it these are all on Ao3. These are all on A3. Yes. I decided to wreck the ones that have not been mentioned on this podcast yet. So there's a couple from the early days that were just Hakuna, and then there's one that's Hakuna and uh, Tejun, I think. So like the people that we've already met, um, I had wrecked previously in like episode four or something like that, and then we mentioned one from Munira, our uh, email friend, a couple weeks ago. So I I will not be mentioning those again, but those were in the past. <laughs> These are new ones that I can finally mention now that we have met everybody involved, sort of. I will say there's a caveat. Lily is in most of these, but like technically you already know she exists. So I'm going to wreck them anyway. This is true because we know she's one of your faves. And I also know about her because... You, you you would send me clips of, like, this is me, and I would be like, indeed it is you. <laughs> yeah. Lily is me at uh, 17. God bless her. Um, but then maybe she'll show up, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is another scene. You know, why did you make me excited for this? She's terrible. <laughs> well, what I've seen of her, I've actually liked. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So we should say, and Zeno might still grow on me. We've only had him for one chapter. That's true. Uh, so That's we true. see. We don't know you him said, yet. You said to give him fifty chapters. <laughs> so I will try and give him fifty chapters. I was mapping it out recently because I was like, "All right, how are we going to go from here?" And I had to go pretty damn far. So I think we're not going to get to those chapters until like, I don't know, I'm getting, guessing like April or May of next year. So it's kind of <laughs> Okay. But I think, I think the tentative plan for the next arc is to just go two chapters at a time and then we'll wrap up. There, there's a couple like mini arcs after the third arc that combine like three chapters into a, a tinier arc of like emotional growth so we'll we'll roll those into one episode but for the most part we'll do two chapters anyway this is not important okay so thick rex my number one favorite it's called bad idea by uh macapedia this one the 
the basic plot is that Jiha throws some porn at Hawk as a joke, but Yona finds it and she gets curious and uh, makes Hawk watch it with her in a prison of his own making because he's like, all right, I guess I will watch it with you. So they watch it on his laptop and then she gets like a little excited and like dirty shit happens. It's very much not safe for work, but it is so funny and it's super in character. So I highly recommend it. Uh, and then my other favorite is called Your Touch by Light Bloom. It is a college AU. And the base, basic plot is that uh, Yona tries to move in with Suwon, thinking that they're going to live happily ever after. And so she like moves in with him and she's like, hey, I've been in love with you for years. Let's do this thing. And he rejects her. So she's like, I can't. I can't fucking live with this man. Yeah. <laughs> she decides to move out and she, uh, she is like basically homeless. And Yoon is like, this is really fucking annoying, but I do have a place for you to stay. You can sleep like with me while you figure out your shit basically. And so she moves in with the dragons basically. And, um, <laughs> Hawk is also great in this because in the beginning he's like you're moving into a house full of men excuse me let me meet these boys <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's good it's very in character um, and it is also basically the only like long form one that I found that's actually pretty good uh, so yeah do recommend that one College AU and then the third one that I have to recommend is Hawk versus Sheena Wrestling Championship, which is just a very silly one where Hawk and Sheena enter a wrestling competition to win a pot of money to be able to feed themselves for a while. <laughs> right on. Thank you mentioned this one before because didn't you say, because I was, I, it was just the one that I questioned, why wouldn't you have Geisha? And you said it was just like, he was disqualified exactly. because he's already overpowered. Yeah. yeah. I have mentioned this one before. Um, Excellent. Yeah, they, they didn't want to bring attention to themselves. So he couldn't enter. And I want to say Jiha either didn't enter or he got out very, very early. Because, like, he's not very top-heavy. <laughs> he yeah, he's it. not an arms guy. He's legs guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I Okay, I didn't mention this, but it is by Queen Gravity. I'll link all of these, by the way, in the description. And I might link my bookmarks on AO3 because there's a lot that I don't mention. But it's some of it is, like, stuff we haven't gotten to yet, so I can't mention it. There's, there's a couple that I, like, enjoyed, but uh, it involves a lot more knowledge of the series. I can't say it. And also, there's just... Um, a lot of Hakiona boning down, which, you know, it's always is good, good, but like not super noteworthy. <laughs> okay, very quick. I will recommend three more, but these involve caveats, which are mostly just they're unfinished. Um, there's one. Okay, so this one is finished. It's called There Ain't No Telling Who You Might Meet by Vicious Ventriloquist. Um, it just, like, I don't know, it ends a bit too quickly for my liking, so it's not, like, the perfect thing. But it is a really intriguing premise that I've literally never seen before, and it is a 70s gas station AU. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? It's that's weird. A, so, like, yeah, that's a niche. Yeah, yeah, that's a... 
Uh, for all the kids out there who might not know, in the U.S., uh, there used to be gas station attendants who would pump your gas and, like, wash your car for you while you waited. Uh, and that has mostly gone away, except for in certain states. There's, like... Yeah. I think then they they got I thought they got rid of them in Oregon cuz remember all the memes or like all the pictures of of or- Oregonians having to like do their own gas <laughs> first time and like failing at it possibly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was definitely one of the places where yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe maybe now all of the US has to pump their own gas, but definitely in the 70s they had people to come out and do that for you. Yeah, and I think there was one place in Arkansas because I do have a vague memory of being like five with my grams and somebody came and pumped her gas. Sure. I mean, there was a place on like State Line. There was a Sinclair's on State Line for the longest time that would pump your gas if you if you requested it because I remember going to like, I used to take... <laughs> private viola lessons uh just off state line and we would pass that sinclair's all the time and sometimes we would get gas there and you could like request people to come out and give you a service or you could do self-service and my dad would always pick self-service because if you had somebody come do it for you you would have to tip them my parents oh yeah yeah so i know that they existed like through uh, at least 2008 um in in missouri it was uh so there are technically places you can still do service but most of it's self-serve yeah according to the wikipedia it says that it is now uncommon except in new jersey and oregon but i guess only counties with more than forty thousand residents one town in massachusetts and (laughs) one town in new york oh interesting yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah some little pockets but in the 70s this is very common so yes. <laughs> sorry for making you go on that huge tangent i'm just i'm still fascinated <laughs> <laughs> gas stations in the u.s <laughs> <laughs> incredible so anyway yes this is a 70s gas station au however this the caveat with this one uh is that there are slight spoilers. So if you're really trying to avoid spoilers, maybe don't read this one until like, I don't know, to 110-ish. However, if you want to read this one, I don't know that you're going to even recognize the spoiler. So like, go for it, go wild. And then the second one with the caveat is Renegades by Sarah Hime, which the caveat is that it's incomplete, but it's really good so far. And honestly, the only one that has made me believe in Jihad Gija as a pairing. Okay. Also, how often does it update? Oh, like never. I, I want to okay. say the last update was like three years ago. Oh, I gotcha. it's never going to get completed. But this one is an FBI AU, which is a super intriguing premise. So basically, there is a master criminal named Kunji who is doing a human trafficking ring. And Suwan was investigating because he was an FBI agent. And uh, he went missing. And then it turns out that he has turned, turned traitor and he is working with Kunji. And so Yona and Hawk are very offended because they're like, oh my God, this is our best friend. And there is a tag that says eventual OT3. So I think they're also like in love with him at this point. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, so you make you make a displeased face, but I'm super into it. I don't mind OT3. I really? would I I will always be down to see them like angsty fuck. <laughs> gotcha. Uh I do support them all being in love with each other, but I just I, I don't know. I guess I don't want them to act on it because I have that he betrayed them block. Which is weird though, because sometimes I, I love enemies to I don't know. The way my brain chooses to like things and dislike other things makes no sense. No right reason. Dude, same. Because I'm like, okay, the only way that I'm into Yona and Suwan is if it is Yona, Suwan, and Hawk at the same time. And they're super angsty. <laughs> so, yes, there is some intrigue. In there. Oh, oh, also, Keisha is also working with the FBI and Jihad is a criminal who was arrested by Jihad and he does a white collar situation where he's like, okay, uh, Moondock is the like leader of this this um, band and he's like, all right, I'm going to get this crew together and you're going to go like investigate what's going on with Suwon. And so he offers Jihad a pardon in exchange for him helping these people catch Kunji and Suwon. Mm-hmm. Don't know how it ends. It's not finished. It'll never be finished. But shout out to Renegades. Basir Hime. Very good. The only one that's ever made me believe. Jihan. 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 <laughs> I always get their names mixed up too. No, I'm just drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Final one. This love, it is a burning sun by Cat777. All right. The caveat was that with this one is also that it is unfinished and also slightly out of character, but I'm super sucker for this. So basically it's a high school AU where Yona asks her childhood friend Hawk to teach her how to do like kissing and other stuff so that she can be prepared for when the love of her life, Suwan, decides he wants to like move forward and go with things. She's like, I don't know how to do any of this. Teach me how to do it. And Hawk is like, I mean, I guess. So... It is not in character for Yona. I mean, Hawk, sure, like, I could see it being in character, but not for Yona. But I am, like, always a sucker for really angsty friends with benefits where, like, the person asking to be friends with benefits is like, oh, shit, I am really into this and I don't know why, so I'm going to cry, like, all the time about it because they're never going to love me back. I'll take it any day. And also, speaking of that, shout out to A Fool for Fire by The Bat Wiggler, which is a Teen Wolf fan fiction that never finished. Yes, I know that. That is one of the fan fictions where I actually remember the title because you've lamented so many times about it being the your great <laughs> sadness. It's like that one and it's that one and Kiss by the Book, which is an old TSN which I, which you actually had me read, not telling me that it was unfinished, which I still have never forgiven you for to this day. I know. I'm sorry. I tricked you into that one because I needed you to read it with me. Kiss by the Book is actually very good. A Fool for Fire was not because, again, it has the same problem where it's, like, too angsty to be in character. But I'm here for it and I'll cry along with you. Let's go. <laughs> Again, it's the cancer in me. I will cry along with people. <laughs> anyway, shout out to that and shout out to This Love is a Burning Sun. 
Uh, I don't think it'll ever finish in the last comment. Oh, okay, so on AO3 it says it's finished, but that's because the author marked it as finished because she's like, I'm going through some mental health stuff and I'm not like in the right headspace to be able to finish this. So I don't blame her at all. And she marked it as finished so that she like, doesn't have to work look at it anymore, but just like be aware it's not finished. But also I loved it. I was super into it. Um, Hawk and Yona fuck, she cries. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, that's it. God bless. I love fanfiction. These are, like, my top, top favorites. Like, these are what I think of when I'm like, okay, let's go. Right on. Shout out to AO3, the best fanfic site in history. Shout out. Okay, I do have, I do have three more recs, but they're not fanfiction. They are playlist recs on Spotify. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Uh, first one, there is a user named Kashi, K-A-S-H-I, who does excellent character playlists, but my personal favorite is Badass Yona. That is a very good playlist for her. The second playlist rec I have is Akatsuki no Yona by Agrothron. I will wreck that one because I don't know that I pronounced that correctly. Uh, but it basically, like, the idea of the playlist is that it follows the story from Yona leaving the palace through potentially the end of the first arc, but I like to think, like, halfway or maybe to the end of the second arc. And it's from, like, different character point of views, because I know there's a couple that remind me of Suan and, like, his point of view, but a lot of it is from Yona's point of view. It's great stuff. Um, also Hawk's point of view. So I think most of it is just like OT3 angstiness uh, with a little bit of like dragon found family situation going on. And the final playlist rec is Thunder Beast Stone Hawk by Electrosis, which is just like a perfect Hawk playlist. Uh, Riot by Three Days Grace gets a special shout out because I feel like that's like super Hawk. <laughs> it's just like, let's start a riot. Like, yeah, <laughs> that is Hawk to me. Yeah. And that's it for all of my uh, my wrap up for the end of the season and uh, recommendations for people to check out. Hell yeah. Yeah. So now that we are a an arc down, what do you think? Are you you ready to get into the second arc, or do you hate me for making you do this project? I do not hate you for um, making me do this project. Yeah, I'm having a good time. I haven't been grabbed, grabbed yet, but yeah, I'm good to see where it goes. Dude, that's fine. Uh, it took me the thing that made me be like, I will oh, this series, my soul, comes in arc three, which is around chapter, like, 90 or so. Yeah. And we're on which chapter is fine by one, me. So we have some time. Maybe that will never happen to you, but, like... I mean, that happens often with me, though. I mean, you'll have stuff that's, like, seven episodes long, and I'll be like, mm, not till the third episode. <laughs> Do I care? So I'm one of those people that... Exactly, exactly. Usually, usually. As we know, I'm I'm sure y'all are tired of hearing us talk about Snow White with the red hair, but it is so comparable to Yona that 
we will keep bringing it up. That was one that I saw one episode was like, mm, I don't care. <laughs> that was another one where like, I wasn't invested until maybe the like fifth arc. It took me forever to be into it. So yeah, I mean, it still kind of breaks my heart that you'll never actually get into it. No. She's a really good fic, but I get it. I get it. It does take a lot of effort. And to be honest with this last arc, I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> That's great. But I'm vibing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking of looking forward to arcs, we have a new arc coming up after this. Where do you think we're going to go? Like, what do you think is going to happen? I just assume we're going to get Yona going around the Coca Kingdom, you know, helping civilians out one town at a time. At least until she gets some sort of definitive direction. I mean, that seemed to be where they were planning to go in the chapter 42. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's already decided, like, no, I don't want to just, like, go back and confront Suwon or anything yet. I, I want to, I, I don't want to just be, like, a monarch behind a castle. I want to be among the people making a difference. Okay. Do you have an idea of, like, where in Coca she might go? There are... Five kingdoms. Uh, I don't. Kingdoms, but like five tribes. Tribes. Okay. So who have we? We've done wind, right? Wind and earth. Yes. All right. I'm and going they're from to, the sky uh, tribe. Yes, I'm going to assume. But we've also done. We've also done fire because yeah, really fire. Yes, that's right. Well, I think we'll probably do fire again because one it's right next to where Ixu lives and you did mention that we will be seeing Tejun again relatively soon and he's fire correct he is fire yeah I okay. mentioned this before recording so there were no spoilers involved <laughs> but yes Tejun does pop up pretty soon I think so. I should probably cut that because that is a pretty big spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we really even fully spo- spoiler free anymore? Are we really spoiler free? That's a good question. Hey, is anybody here following along for the first time? Because everybody who's reached out has been like, yeah, I love the series. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally caught up. So, Oh my gosh. Am I? Are y'all all just like in this club without me and I'm the only one stumbling through in the dark? Well, our girl Ashley from Shoujo and Tell. Are we the only two that are still just stumbling around in the dark? Please, anybody else who's in the stumble, the stumble tribe, please let me know. Yes, please tell us if you want me to stop giving things away. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so yes, technically we're going to get Tejun soon, so you think we're going to the sky, the fire tribe. Fire, yes. Okay, cool. Any other random predictions for what is going to go on? None, except for maybe Yona, Yona learning more about the sword. About the sword? Yes. Okay. Not not the sword is in the sword and shield, but learning how to use a sword. Oh, okay. 
I was like, I feel like we covered this pretty extensively. That she doesn't. No, yeah, like no, 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 no. Learns more about sword fighting. Hell yeah! Okay, I love those predictions. All right, any last thoughts before we say goodbye to the first arc? No thoughts, head empty. It was nice knowing you first arc. I'm glad we've got the whole band together now. It was Let's nice move forward. You. Yep. I will say, now that we're at the end of it, I feel like I want, I, I, I'm really bad about this, but I do kind of want to keep my thoughts to myself until we're like on the other side of it to give you a chance to figure out what you think. But um, now that we're on the other side of the first arc, definitely not one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> there are some issues it is in a hundred percent in the bottom half of the arcs i think there's like eight right now that we've seen so far that like i can conceptualize as like arcs i don't know if they're official because there's no real like official breakdown on the internet but um definitely like i want to say bottom three at least there are mm. issues uh so yeah we're done with it <laughs> we're on to a new one i'm really excited all right so i guess that's it for us so um yeah you can find us on social media anywhere where the yona pod except for tumblr which is the yona podcast because i fucked up i should probably fix that but i probably never will so <laughs> uh, i think we're, still, we're now on apple podcasts so if you would like to give us a rate and review apparently that helps people find us so we would love that and i think that's it for us so i guess we'll see you next week uh thanks for joining us bye <laughs>